0: Welcome to another Compressed Fusion Reaction. I'm Eugene. And I'm Simon. And we're looking at Doctor Who Flux, Chapter 2, War of the Centaurans. in which we leave behind the conceit that the Flux is one big happy six-part story and return to the more familiar Monster of the Week format. This week it is, of course, the Centaurans. Poor old Suntarans have had a rough go of it since they were introduced in 1973. They've been everything from fearsome, methodical military campaigners, the invaders of Gallifrey itself, ready-made dupes for the Andricum Chassini, comic sidekicks for a Silurian, and this week, a mindless army so much spoiling for a fight that they see the end of the universe as an opportunity to invade a planet moments before it is to be destroyed. An invasion, which I'll add, is temporal in nature, and will rewrite the history of Earth. Not from the beginning, but from the middle. And then they'll work their way backwards. Think on that. Weak, illogical setup aside, I quite enjoyed most of the episode. I could have done without the flux-temple-atropos part, which remains thoroughly disinteresting to me, and they could have spent that time cleaning up the rough edges of the Centauran story. Suffice to say that Yaz was considerably less annoying than last week. Although, when I saw the WWTDD written on her palm, I cringed and groaned audibly. Dan really tucks into his role as unwilling abductee, instantly turned warrior to free the Earth, and I can't help thinking there isn't more here than meets the eye, but like the Lupari ships that supposedly are still encircling the Earth but only caused a three-minute eclipse... These things should be making me ask, what does it mean? Rather than asking, is this poorly plotted writing? Also, Dan and Carvanista are developing a nice rapport. Carvanista is vastly improved from last week, now that his motivations aren't being hidden by unnecessary writer's obfuscation syndrome. I suspect that the Crimean War is more familiar to UK audiences. But it is basically ignored in American basic history classes, making it largely unfamiliar to me. Similarly, Mary Seacole is relatively unknown compared to the far more famous Florence Nightingale. Despite that, I feel she was well served in this story, being both interesting and competent. More so than the British military, certainly. But I think that the Santarins chose the Crimean War not because it made any sort of tactical sense, nor because Skak wanted to ride a horse, but because the writer wanted to tell the story of Mary Seacole. Fair enough. I suppose I should mention the doctor. She did okay. Overall, it was a facile episode, but I'd rate it better than most, if not all, of the Chibnall era to date. Simon,
1: your thoughts? okay well i've i 've sort of got thoughts in in three different categories there 's the overall arc um, that we are part of, and I do think we 're part of it, despite the fact that you seem to think this is a standalone episode and uh, I, I guess one of the things about this is that sometimes the show has expanded um, by introducing new stuff and I think of the first kind of Whitaker season, and sometimes it looks inwards by being very focused on recurring. Uh, villains and adversaries I think about the second se- se- um season. In the arc there is new stuff, the kind of format itself, the whole um, Ravagers bit, um, but there are also overt callbacks, things like uh, referencing links, just having Sontarans in it, Weeping Angels last week, uh, all the kind of familiar tropes around the uh, universal catastrophe, a bit like in Matt Smith's first season, and I'm finding the things that I really like are the new elements and the things that I'm less keen on are the recurring elements. But one thing I will say about about uh, the way this show is just appearing is that it it I mean, the kind of comic book thing of the the universal destruction thing doesn't necessarily appeal to me, but it is very, very well designed and it does look good. So secondly, then specifically on this week's story, well, I will agree with you there was a subplot that was fairly self-contained. Doctor Who in the Crimea, something weird is happening to the outer shell of the TARDIS. Uh, hang on a minute. Angel of Sc- Scutari, the big finish play. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. I agree with you. Mary Seacole was a good choice of uh, companion there. Doubtless there will be complaints about Doctor Who's walk agenda. I think the Sontarans were generally used well here and I did like the redesign, but... Uh, I did wonder whether they were really the kind of sophisticated villains who would exploit time travel, um, and yeah, another cliffhanger, fantastic. I'm really, really enjoying that aspect of it. Final thoughts, then. The characters themselves. We got the the kind of warrior doctor making threats earth is protected etc etc it goes back to good man goes to war where moffat explored that whole side of it and i'm i'm rather regretting seeing that resurfacing um is getting a bit more into her kind of quasi doctor role this time when she introduced herself as a police officer it feels like it is it's a relevant and confident development of her character she's no longer apologizing for being ex-police and she's no longer thinking of herself as from hallamshire but from earth and uh I'm continuing to enjoy Carvinista too. Highlight for me was I have a human in this fight and then shaking himself off when he climbed out of the dock. I mean, Dan's fine and everything, but surely Carvinista should be the new companion.
0: Yeah, I can't say I disagree there. Uh, he, he, is, he is vastly superior than he was last time. So let me ask this question for you because obviously many shows have an A plot and a B plot. That's a fairly common Format nowadays, and Indeed. we could arguably say that this episode had an A plot and a B plot. The A plot being the one that spans across the Flux, and the B plot being the and mm-hmm. story. Um, although well, the, in this the case, Flux I, and the Ravages,
1: yeah.
0: Well, I'm I'm just assuming that the, the Flux storyline. Yeah, it, let's ask this question: Do you think of Key to Time as one story or six?
1: <laughs> the Key to Time is basically yeah it's six i mean in much the same way that trial of time lord is three and a half three.
0: right okay this this feels more like that to me that that particularly in this episode the last time your analogy that it was a trailer was fantastic
1: i don't i don't think uh, i don't think that was my analogy i think you're thinking of anthony uh, commenting over on the the website on the discussion we had last time
0: that's possible i i thought you had said uh, something. Else.
1: so yeah come join the conversation folks
0: it, it did feel like we're we're throwing you a bunch of stuff we're going to show you throughout the season and then now we're going to get those things so i i doubt very much we'll see the sundarans again except maybe in the last episode they might
1: well i, I would yeah i was going to ask you that question i mean to me, the way this one this one plays out is it wouldn't it wouldn't matter if the Sontarans don't come back because the story has that this kind of subplot has reached a natural conclusion. But at the same time, I kind of think they will be. Mm. And actually, I was also going to ask you: Do you think Mary Seacole is going to be back?
0: Kind of a la, uh Van Gogh, where he gets to put in a little appearance there at the end and paint a painting or something. I I don't know. I don't think she's going to be a big part of it.
1: No, there's de- there's, there is de- there is definitely a kind of um, nod to that cracks in time season, I think. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised because we got several characters back at the end of that. I think um, I wouldn't be surprised if we do get Mary Seacole back. And it feels to me like there's been I mean, again, you could say, well, there, there is a, a conclusion to her story here. But it feels like a waste of setting up the character if we don't get her coming back into the the overall arc.
0: Hmm. You you mentioned the you mentioned the cliffhanger and and I'm going to throw out there since you mentioned it that I thought the resolution was rubbish as as I of last week's where once again eh, I couldn't really come up with a way out of it so I'll just for not really
1: Oh hang on are you, so are, are you saying you didn't like the cliffhanger or you didn't like the way the cliffhanger was resolved?
0: But I'm going to go to both. One, I didn't like the way the last cliffhanger was not resolved. And in this one, there are two options, aren't there? The, after the finish, the finger is snapped, either the power courses through them and we don't know whether they're going to die instantly or not, because that's just an unknown, or it doesn't because somebody says stop or because he did snap the fingers. So... You know, I, I'm not thinking Yaz is dead. So as a cliffhanger goes, eh, I don't know. It,
1: I, 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 th- I felt not, they,
0: waited, not... they waited too long for it. I think they waited too long for that cliffhanger. If they had not heard the snap of the fingers, then that would have been a better cliffhanger than the way they left it. Because we're down to exactly a binary choice there. Either it kills her or it doesn't. And if it turns out where the doctor goes, no, stop. Snap, and he, he goes, oh God, never mind. That's gonna be as lame as last
1: week's. So I, I'm I'm not I'm not pleased that we have these cliffhangers because I think they are the greatest cliffhangers of all time. I'm pleased because we have cliffhangers. So I'm not necessarily going to going to argue the case around that. I mean I thought it was a satisfying cliffhanger. I thought that the way it was paced, so going straight into the cliffhanger rather than having to check in on all the other strands and all these people who have been introduced was good. Yeah. Fair and enough. I, I also wanted to ask you what you thought of the pacing of this episode, because I found that I enjoyed this episode a lot more and I was enjoying the structure in a way that I, I think I may have expressed some reservations. when we talked about it last time. And that that was that was partly to do with not really having enough time on each piece and having to move on more quickly. And obviously, one thing here is the episode is 10 minutes longer. Mm. So what what did you think? Did that make a a difference?
0: The only time I felt this episode was uh, moving at the wrong speed was when they were in the temple, in which case then they could have just left it. I mean, I seriously just did not care, Uh, especially when the old guy was wandering around and and going, oh, you you think it matters what year it is? And and that's because that that isn't really interesting me. Um, And it was detracting from the, the story I was interested in as interested as I can oh, get, sometimes story, but yeah, so okay. I, yeah. It was, so it I'm was, not sure
1: that's a thing about the timing. It's more about the the fact that we are still chopping and changing back yeah. and forth. Because well, I, I mean, just I mean, we, before we run out of time, let me just make this point that that the thing that I wasn't sure about was whether I was now getting used to the story format structure and therefore enjoying it because I was used to it, or because they were doing it better this week. So I went back and I rewatched last week's episode. And it really stands out how how badly edited I think some mm. of those sequences are. They cut off what should essentially be sit, um, uh, uh, one scene into into smaller chunks to switch back and forth, and it, it, it's quite jarring. All and right, I don't I admit- think that happened in in this episode. I don't know whether it's because they had the extra ten minutes or or what, but it definitely feels like this is a much more comfortable format to be to be in i'll
0: put a thought to your head then because i have noticed it the staging and the the editing and the fact that we are getting these lots of kind of cuts from here to there to there to there really says we are seeing the impact of covid scenes are shot with people farther apart scenes are shot with fewer characters they 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 break them up into smaller scenes i mean even dan is off and Yaz is off and the doctor stands far apart from the Sontarans. And it, 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 it does feel off. It feels isolated and it feels disjointed a bit. It's not as bad in this one as it was last time. And I'm wondering if that has to do with them having to restructure the story to get around COVID filming restrictions, which I don't know exactly what they are. But this would have been filmed before the vaccines were available, I believe. So we're not talking about oh, has everyone been tested and got masks on between takes? They probably were actually enforcing greater uh, restrictions. And it kind of felt like that, except in a few scenes when they get in real close to each other.
1: I I mean, it's, it's funny you say that because it, that I, I didn't get that feeling from it. I think you're right about the timing, but actually it's maybe to do with my expectations because I remember being actually quite, um, it, it made me uncomfortable in last week's episode in the Halloween Apocalypse when Stonehouse and Williamson look like they're getting really close together. And I'm thinking, how did you film that? It, was that safe? Hmm.
0: I, I suspect there's some trickery going on here, but they, they do stage a lot of scenes, so they do not have to do that. But anyway. All right. Well, in that case, that's our, that's our, <laughs> I'm putting it in air quotes, high-speed look at the War of the Suntarans. We'll be back for the next one, which is once a time or something like it's not once once upon time i think it is it's missing a word from once upon a time i think it's once upon time simon thank you for joining me
1: it's a pleasure as always
0: listeners hope you'll join us all again next time